Hey, happy Saturday. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, okay. I think Shane's feedback. Say it again. Even when I look at hearing his feedback when listen to the recordings. So I, I, so I say something, I hear myself. I don't know what that's from. I don't know what, why that happens. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not all the time, but I hear it like on all, at least a couple times within the recording. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's a function of the platform. I don't know. Um, you know, the fact that we're using, you know, using the phone to record as opposed to recording and through like a microphone mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Uh, um, I got to try and make sure the volume is kind of like a little lower. Some, like when I'm talking, okay. I can hear myself echo something. It, yeah. That could be it. Mm. You hear it too? Every now and then. Every now and then. I don't hear, I don't hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I maybe I should turn my volume down or something. I never really pay attention to the volume, but it is what it is. How you doing? How's your day going? So it's, going it's going good. It's trying to whew, enjoy Saturday. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, I've been. Um, it's kind of dozing most of the day. I've been like real lazy today. I ain't work out enough. I just been. I think I might work out later, but right now I just been like just just kind of chillaxing, you know, watching mm-hmm. basketball and doing pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's what I gotta do. Is try and do a long workout. I was trying. I was supposed to try and do one yesterday when I got off. I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I had to go out early this week to um, cancel my membership to, uh, at Gold's Gym because I, apparently they're mm-hmm. open now. So they st- they started charging me because I and I saw it on my account. I'm like, hold up, like I'm not <laughs> going in there. I'm not going in that gym. So why are they charging me? You know. And so I went in. And first I tried to do it online, and and it was like, no, you got to come in. I'm like. That's ridiculous. So, because I did, I just didn't. I don't think gyms are safe for you know. Yeah. And I I don't and and that gym in particular is out in Crofton here. I don't know. I mean, it has space, but the equipment is so close together. I'm like, I don't know how you can maintain social distancing in this type of mm-hmm. situation. I've seen I've seen um, gyms and designs of gyms where. You know, each piece of equipment has, you know, plexiglass or plastic in between, you know, so you can kind of create yeah. barriers. But when I walked in there on, I think I was in there Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, and I looked around and like I see people on the treadmills, I see people on the strength machines, and, and it was like it was before. And I'm like, hold on. This is, um, it's, it's, it's tricky because, 
businesses are at a point where they they feel like they have to open or if they right. don't and they don't get the revenue flowing they they're gonna fail and be gone forever mm. you know so so yeah man it's it's a tough thing but i was like um I'm canceling my membership and they was like, well, why? And I was like, well, I'm not coming in here and I got a gym in my house. I don't need to come in here. And I was like, you know, I could just see, look on the the, the general manager's face. He was like, man, it's mm-hmm. like, it, you could tell that ain't the first yeah. time he heard it. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in this, in this time, these, these businesses, boy, gym, especially gyms, I hate I hate to you know see him struggle like that, but that's the reality that we live yeah. in right now. I mean, it was it yesterday? Yeah, so yesterday I found out a Wells Fargo was um starting to do well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Wells Fargo, I think it was on one of the one of the channels because I remember hearing it, it. They're starting to do back um, layoffs. Oh, wow. and it's. Yeah. It's like it's, a, it's quite a few companies now. I mean, it's quite a few of them that sit next and they're going to file bankruptcy or on the verge of. Mm-hmm. I know I've seen an article like was saying um, Dave and Buster's was one of them. Bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And it was going to try and close down uh, some locations. Um, mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate because that's where everything is right now. Yeah, and I want to see a lot of these companies struggling. It's like a lot of them are struggling too. They want to open up, but then you have to deal with this this, this creature named COVID. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then something like yeah, with yeah. um with um actually I seen a little interview with John MacArthur because they up he opened well he. He was preaching from the pulpit with the, in an empty church, and they were just airing it, um, just okay. streaming it. Sorry, just um, mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So some of the local members they took it upon themselves to be like, "Forget this, we just we're gonna go in." And so they had them um, doing service outside. Mm-hmm. So then I think now, from my understanding. He actually opened up the church so they could do um, um, service. But it's like, this is what I don't like. Depending on when, depending on what type of channel you turn to, it dictates what type of information you get about the virus. Yeah. And yeah. what I don't like, because yeah. it's like, this is it's a real virus. So why does it? depend on what type of political uh, ideology you may have to determine how you're going to report it doesn't make sense to me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it's a real virus. People have, people have lost their lives from it. People are losing their lives from it. So why can't we get the proper information about it? And, and so one of the things I recall him saying is that the, the uh, he was saying that in California, they determined that the kill rate for the virus wasn't extremely high as they thought. So it was okay for them to open up in their eyes. 
And I'm like, in my eyes, I'm sitting there thinking, this is because the information that's being pushed out by the virus, about the virus, changes depending on what platform it's coming from. If the virus, sorry, if, 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 if the powers that be would just tell, tell it like it is instead of like, well, if you are liberal or more conservative will dictate how we're going to cover it. I'm like, it should just be one thing. That's just, right. that's, it, that's it. And if it's all, and if mm-hmm. the mandates are there to save lives, then let's, in my eyes, I'm like, follow it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your, that's the, mm-hmm. it, it's the times that we're in. Yeah, I mean, it. it is, it is, um, I think it's up to us to settle in on mm-hmm. truth, right? Like nothing, like I was telling some, so there's this story floating around now about Robert Smith, the, the black billionaire who vowed to pay off the student loan debts of a bunch of um, black students or I think the graduating class at Morehouse or Spelman or something like that. You heard yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah, down, um, down in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a story floating around about he he is under a tax probe for, I guess, evading taxes or stuff like that. And so when I heard about this, because one of my homies sent it to me, I was like, man, we're in the middle of a, you know, pandemic. We're also in the middle of a uh, civil, civil unrest where there's a, been a highlight on just social injustices. And this man is talking about he's doing, you know, he's doing a great deed of paying off student loan debt. And I'm like, why is this coming out? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have white people who are politicizing mass, you know, fabric mass or surgical mass, K95 mass that are, you know, have been proven to save lives. But we have people out here who are politicizing it and, and will actually fight you for their right not to wear a mask. So how can I sit here as a follower of Christ and a seeker of truth and put any trust in what I see on TV or mm-hmm. the news when everything is politicized? Exactly. Everything. And that's something I just don't understand. Like everything, I mean, literally everything politicized from wearing the mask to if it's okay for you to basically stay at home. I'm like, if if something is true, let's follow and go for the truth. But then I'm reminded we live in an environment in a day and a time frame where people don't like the truth. Like how Paul put it, people itching ears for what they want to hear. They don't want it true. Right. And yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. So and it's like when it's like that, it reminds me like what we covered last week, Matthew 24, signs of the times. Mm-hmm. The signs of the times and where we where we at. Because it's like at the same time, like, man, we the church, it's one thing for the world to be like that. But what gets me is the division 
that's in the world is trickling into the church, how we are also fabricating some of the confusion as well. And I'm like, we we shouldn't, we are called to be the light and the salt. We're not supposed to look, we're supposed to look apart. Like is if news want to say what they're saying and politicize something, politicize everything that's coming out, and, and it depends on whatever platform they're standing on to to um, determine what type of information they it give out. We should be like how you said, followers of the truth. Let's get to the truth, mm-hmm. and let's stand on it. Let's stand on it and stay unified where the way Christ wants us to be unified in the truth. So that's, I mean, that's a good segue because what we have in the end of Matthew 24 and then throughout 25 is Jesus giving us the foundations of what the kingdom of heaven is all about and what we as followers should be doing with our time here, our uh, treasures here, and um, our talents. And so... Let's uh, let's go into a word of prayer, and then we can dive right. into it. All right. Welcome to the Walking with Jesus podcast, a podcast that allows followers of Christ to experience Jesus in a new way with Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Each week, we, while we converse and reason about the things of the Bible and in our lives, we believe that Jesus will draw near and walk with us just like he did in Luke 24, verse 15. Now, here's your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, with an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, Thank you for just another amazing day, dear Lord. Thank you for carrying us through this week safely. Uh, As we talked about, dear Lord, we're in the midst of some unprecedented times with the pandemic still taking lives, uh, still unresolved social issues in America and throughout the world, dear Lord. But we thank you, Father, for your grace, your love and kindness and mercy, dear Lord. We know that it... It endures forever, dear Father, despite what we see, despite what we hear, despite what our senses tell us, you are in control, Mm -hmm. Father, and we thank you for that. We bless your name and exalt you on high, dear Father. We pray right now for um, clarity um, and heightened spiritual awareness as we review your word and discuss it amongst each other and reason over it, dear Lord. We pray, dear Lord, that uh, if there's a revelation about this word that needs to be revealed to um, get us closer to you, we pray, dear Father, that we hear it with clarity and uh, with conviction, dear Lord. We also pray that during our reasoning, dear Lord, over your word, that uh, if there's a listener that has uh, it, it, it resonates with them, dear Lord. If there's a listener that is unsure, dear Father, or um, on the fence, dear Father, about what truth is and who Jesus is and what this walk is all about, we pray this 
pray that this word uh, waters their heart or become a seed in their heart, dear Lord, for you get the increase, dear Father. We pray that it continues to work in our lives and their lives and anyone who is listening, dear Father, who your word will never come back void. Just as the heavens water the earth so that the earth can produce its fruit, so does your word produce spiritual fruit in the hearts of men. And so we thank you again, dear Lord. We pray, dear Father, for all of those people um, dealing with the COVID-19 effects, whether they be first responders, whether it be healthcare professionals, whether it be victims and patients, dear Lord. We pray for all of them right now, dear Lord. We pray, dear Father, that you give them the peace and comfort that they need. We also pray, dear Father, for the leaders of our country, the leaders um, locally, nationally, uh, as well as internationally, dear Father, as we go through unprecedented times in terms of the social injustices and the highlights of uh, civil liberties that are being infringed upon and, and denied, dear Lord. We pray, dear Father, that righteousness reign justice and righteousness reign. Let your spirit have reign over the minds and hearts of men, dear Father. We pray, dear Father, that you are in control and we pray, dear Father, that uh, for submission to your will and your way in every aspect of our lives and every aspect of the lives of men. And we just ask all of these things in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Matthew 25, when I was reading it, it's just reminded, like, I was reminded that, yeah, when the Bible was written, written, there was no chapters. Because when reading it from 24, it's just a smooth transition on to 25. Because it's Mm -hmm. just another, another example as why we should be focused Put, basically keep first things first. Keep the kingdom first. Because yeah. you never know when it's going to come yes. back. You never know when our time may come. It's like in sports, you never know when coach may call you and it's your time to play. So you got you have to be ready. That's right. And so when I was checking out Matthew 25 and just reading the ending of uh, finish up with reading the ending of Matthew 24 and it's talking about the parable of the, of the, uh, the 10 versions. Mm-hmm. It stood out because well, one, how it says that basically that they are an expect, like they knew that there's an expectation for the bride, for, for the bridegroom. Like they, that's what they were waiting for. And it reminds me of our day. We know that Jesus, Jesus is on his way back. We know he's on his way back. Mm-hmm. But then when we look around, some are taking him serious and some are not. And it's the same thing how it was with the 10 versions. Five of them took preparation. And the other five didn't. I mean, the other five took preparation. Yeah. What was interesting, though, they all fell asleep. 
They all got drowsy and fell asleep. And so I just take that as being like, it's the, it's the nighttime, so that's, that's, that's normal. So I look at it like this in terms of life. It's normal to carry, to, to handle ourselves in this world about like, for example, starting a family. That's normal. God is not asking us not to start a family. Um, or having a career, things of that, things of that nature. That's normal. The people that's in the world do that, and the people that's not in the world that's taking God serious do that. So that's normal. How is a night for the unrighteous to go to sleep and the righteous to go to sleep? But the kicker, I feel like, that right. came in is that they, like in verse, yeah, for where is it at? Verse three in twenty-five. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the prudent took oil and flask along with their lamps. And now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. And in my mind, it's like, it's easy to feel like God is the land because it's been 2,000 years worth of time of him coming back and he still hasn't came back. So, the, the worldly man would be like, well, he ain't coming back. But it's like the whole world knows and has this mindset still that the end is coming. The end is coming, and the world is, is expecting a savior. Yeah. But where it comes in, they had their lamps, meaning the righteous, the, the prudent ones had their lamps in their flesh. And I look at it, that's like the word. Mm-hmm. The word, the word is the light. That's the lamp. Are we using it the way he wants us to use it? So that when he calls us, when that trumpet blows, we're ready. We was already doing what he called us to do in the first place. And what got me is that the, uh, the foolish, because when it says that at midnight, there was a shout. And then it's that's when they said, come on, let's go on, go and meet him. So in verse seven, then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. The, the foolish said to the prudent, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the prudent still answered, no, there will not be enough for us in you too. Go and sell dealers and, right. and buy some for yourselves. And to me, that kind of flies in the face of, that's when, it come, how can I put it? That's when maturity kicks in. Because right. it seems right. Well, let me help out the fellow man. Let me help out this fellow, the fellow one right here. But in this particular instance, it's like I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm right with God first before I can try and get this next person. And I feel like that's that's maturity that kicks in. I can say that because a mature person is walking with God can be like, you know what? I gotta make sure over here is running right first before I can actually step over here and get you right, but I can tell you what you need to do to get yourself right. But if the trumpet blow in the midst of it, then it's like dot, dot, dot. That's on, that's on that person. <laughs> right. So what, what was your take on it? Um, you know, you, you test on a lot of good things, a lot of the things that I was thinking about as well. One of the first things that jump out to me is, um, as you said, you know, the end of 24 is about the faithful servant. And uh, essentially, that's what 
the well actually all of 25 mm-hmm. is about right it, it's about being faithful and so um th- this this parable of the 10 virgins talks about the the wise and the foolish and to me you know very similar to proverbs the wise equates to the um i'm sorry the foolish equates to the unprepared and thus unfaithful servants right and i, I think that You know, the, the language in this is, is very straightforward, right? And, and it's so, um, it's clear, right? As, as opposed to the other parables, to some of the other parables, right? Even the, the, the parable of the sower can be a little confusing because it's a, it's a metaphor yeah. for something else. But this isn't really a metaphor. This is, a, I mean, it, it, it kind of is. But, you know, the, we know who the bridegroom uh-huh. is, you know, like, like that's the basis of our faith. And so everything, if everything um, revolves around Jesus, then this is, this is clear. The, um, the point about the, um, the lamp and keeping our spiritual lamp lit to me, it's just a warning to stay connected yeah. to God, regardless of what our senses tell us, this, or despite the ups and downs of life. And I love how you talked about it. Um, it it's, you know, w- we know he's coming, but that's no reason. Or because we don't know when he's coming, it's it's not a reason to lean on our own thoughts and and ways right like if if we're truly connected to god it has no limitations right it's not bound by time and so if it's if it's not bound by time then we we never really should be you know flipping over to that point where we're thinking about ourselves um the foolish virgins in this parable are not thinking about the bridegroom. Yeah. They're thinking about themselves. Even to the point where they're asking for help from the other bridesmaids, right? They they like they they had no, you know. They figure if he doesn't come, if I run out of, um, if I run out of, uh, uh, oil, I could just ask one of them for my mm-hmm. oil. But to me, that's, that's almost like a, that's a selfish yeah. point because you really, you're supposed to be thinking about, the bridegroom. Your mind's supposed to be stayed on him, and so you don't you don't put any excuses or um, objections, anything in the way of that relationship. And that's and and by thinking about yourself, ah, I'm too lazy. I don't want to 
put more oil in it right now. Or let's take let's let's get into something more relevant or you know more real. I'm I'm gonna let my emotions take over today. Mm-hmm. As opposed to staying in the spirit. Oh, it's only it, it's and we were talking about this the other day. That just that spirit of compromise. It's it's just it if we really peel back that onion, it's just it's a selfish yeah. act. When we compromise with God's standards, when we compromise with um, the, the law, when we compromise with uh, our 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 uh, our talents and gifts, it's 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 a selfish mm-hmm. act, and that selfish act, in this case with the parable, that selfish act really causes mm-hmm. death. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it leads right to death. Um, because at the end of this parable, in 12, he said, Jesus said, but he answered and said, surely I say to you, I do not know you. Those are some of the simplest but most harshest words that we could ever hear. From yes. That is a nightmare. Now, that, that there, for God to say that, if you're on that receiving end of hearing it, that's that's worse than a nightmare. But those are the same words that he used yeah. again. Um, was it Matthew seven or six when he said, "Depart from me, I never knew you." For the ones that said, "But Lord, Lord," mm-hmm. and it's the same, same, yeah. same, pretty much same thing because they're saying, "Lord, Lord, open up for us." Right. Same thing. Right. right. Hmm. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's so important to be tethered. Like just the same thing, like how you said, to be focused, head head focused on him, the bridegroom, Jesus. Because mm-hmm. which we, we talked about this before, it's so easy in this world, in our society, to have to put everything else to be first. Have your focus drawn on because there's so many other things asking for your attention all the time. And but if you but if you're not tethered to his word, if you're not if you don't have a relationship, you're through dealing. You're through dealing. Then we become like the foolish virgins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, we're we're both saying it, but I don't I don't think we can say it yeah. enough. Right, it, it, it's staying diligent, being alert, um, and and being alert by by really relying on spiritual your spiritual awareness and that connection to determine our every move, mm-hmm. casting down thoughts that come in contrast with the knowledge of God, being singularly singularly focused on Jesus yeah. and the kingdom. And and just like we were talking about at the the onset here, with so many different um, media outlets just 
bombarding us with so much information that is curated and manipulated based on the reporter or who's ever outlet, who is ever running that outlet is based on their agenda. We have to be so careful not to consume that and, 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 and not realizing that it's actually, cause there's, there may be obvious um, in, bits of information that we get that come in contrast with the knowledge of God and the kingdom. But there may be others that don't seem, may you know, seem, you know, indifferent mm-hmm. almost. We got, but we got to be careful with those because those are the ones that, yeah, it's, it's, it's harm. We say like it's harmless, but we don't know the agenda of the entity that is producing that. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking with Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Yeah. And so, you know, if, even if we do know it, even if that's the thing, even if we do know it, if it's not, doesn't have the word in it. Yeah. Then what, we shouldn't what waste our time even eating, eating it, trying to take it in. And that's why it's so important yeah. to have his word. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the parable of the 10 versions is, is very powerful. Um, and I think it, it sets up the mm-hmm. parable for the 10 talents. Or the you know the ta- the talents, not the ten talents, and it's it's so interesting, um, Evan, because I literally was talking to Jalen specifically about this this week on Wednesday, I think Wednesday. I broke this down because yeah. we've been talking about productivity, right? Like I I told both of them. So this, yeah, this must have been Thursday because Wednesday night I told them I don't want to see them mm-hmm. being non-productive. I don't, I literally told them, I like, I don't want to see you being non-productive at all. And that obviously is related to the video games, but it's, but with Jalen just sitting around being a couch potato, like, I don't, I'm not with that. You know, I'm, I'm not saying you got to be bouncing off the walls in here either, but you need to be productive. Because, and this is this is the real concept that I tried to explain to him. If you say you believe in God and you believe God has given every single one of us talents and gifts, and you're sitting around the couch and doing nothing every day, what hmm. is you what are you saying about what God That's has good. done for you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So like if 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 you if because I walked it through, it's like you believe God has given you talents and ability. Yes. You believe God's work. Yes. Do you believe God gave you these talents and abilities to do something with? Yes. Okay. So if you believe all of that, mm. why don't your actions coincide with that? Why, why, why doesn't your why doesn't your actions tell me that? That's good. And so, so, so yeah. So we were we. I mean, I walked down this whole thing, walked down this whole town because I mean, it's a wonderful uh, parable on mm-hmm. really faithfulness. And e- even the parable on the ten virgins. I mean, it's 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 about faithfulness. But this one really drives it home because you it becomes a little bit more relevant. Right, because and and there's some key concepts in this. Um, I wrote down in my notes here. Uh, so the challenge is for us to be as productive as we can be, which is trusting in God that He will reward mm-hmm. those who diligently seek Him, and that and that 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 diligently seeking Him is an act of faith. And we know that being faithful with a little can lead to expanded responsibility Yeah. Um, to be faithful with much, which is what this parable ends up saying. Um, but I, I kind of focused on the, the giving of talents. I focus, when, when I look at this first part and I, I pulled it up in um, Tony Evans' study Bible, but the there's one servant that was given five, one that was given two, and one that was given one. And, you know, he didn't give everybody the same number of talents because we all have different capacities mm-hmm. and abilities to handle those talents. Right? And so, you know, he's not going to give us more than we can handle. He's not, and like you always say, God is not going to speak to you in a way that you can't handle it. Like if you're uh, a, a highly, like let's say, just say a highly intellectual analytical person, he's not going to talk to you in, in yeah. a way that yeah. is dull. You know what I mean? Or, or if you're... Um, Let's, you know, you're not a big reader. You, you vocabulary is fairly small, whatever. He's not going to talk to you in big words so that you don't understand. He's he's going to meet you where you are. He's going to mm-hmm. give you what you need to do what you have to do on this earth. And it made me think. I was like, well, why? Does, I mean, it it shows God knows his. He knows yeah. us perfectly. And he and he knows his will perfectly, and so he gives us the talents to carry out his will, and he gives us exactly what we need to carry out his will, the way he wants us to carry out his will. It's it's just amazing to me because we say God is both future, present, and um, past in one. And so when you really think about that, it makes perfect sense 
that everybody isn't given yeah. the exact same talents because everybody is given mm-hmm. a different assignment within his perfect will. And he know he knows it. He knows his will just like we know the back of our hands. And he he knows us just as intimately and well. He knows us way better than we know ourselves. So um if he knows our capacity to handle, you know, let's say five talents, he also knows that those five talents mm-hmm. work perfectly in his will. But but here's the rub. The challenge is our free will. He's given us talents to fit into his will perfectly. Yeah. Right? We, we, he gives the talents, at, you know, but we have to develop them. We have to get confident in them and stuff like that. But we then got to decide yeah. to use yeah. them for his will. And this is, this is what we were talking about Friday, right? Like, I have these talents, but I'm, I'm struggling, right? Because I, I feel like God's want me to do something else or, or, or use them in a different way. And, but he wants me not to rely mm-hmm. on my own will. You know what I mean? Like, don't rely on your own thinking. Use the talents that I gave you, yeah. but I want you to use them for my will. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what that is. You don't have to try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it, it just this this just really blew my mind. And when I started factoring in mm-hmm. what I know about God's nature, yeah, yeah, you're preaching right now. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> this, this is a, this is a major. This is. What, what popped in my mind is how important is this issue to Jesus that he had to give us how many examples? What's interesting about that only popped in my mind as, yeah. as we're going right now. It didn't pop in my mind when I was reading. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's something that's something I'm thinking about. Like this, God is really driving this home. Like, I want you to be ready. I want you to be ready. I want you to, to really understand what it means to, to be ready. And, and you said this real clear, mm-hmm. especially with the example with the versions, with the 10 versions, and, and an example here at the talents. And that is mm-hmm. the, the, wise, the wise versions, along with the two gentlemen, the two servants, they were focused on the master. They were focused on the, the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. That has to be the center point focus, because I mean, cause each time um, the, they they kept saying, like for example, the talents, the master, um, not the master, but the servants. So in verse, yeah, so in verse twenty, the one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, "Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See how I have gained five more talents." And in the response to the one that had two says the same thing, verse 22. Also, the one that had received yes. the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I've gained two more talents. And what stood out and what's standing out is 
their mindset, you entrusted. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's exact. It's not about, not, not at all. It's not about them at all. At all. It's, it's about all about at all. the master. You gave it to me, I'm doubling it up for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for nothing back in return. Mm-hmm. I'm so dedicated to you that I know my, and that, man, just, just, you, you can't serve God with pride. You just can't. Because here, there is no pride. There is no, I did this, now where's my credit? It's more like, no, I did this for you. Are you happy with what I did? Because if not, I want to make it right. Yeah. And it, it has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with self. It has nothing to do with self. And what I would, it's like, that's what Jesus is really trying to drive home. This is how you are ready for me. Mm-hmm. You're ready for my coming when you are mm-hmm. constantly focused on the kingdom. You're focused on my agenda, not your own agenda. You, when you look in the mirror, you see, mm-hmm. you see my purpose. You don't see your own. Which, in my eyes, is like that's identity. They, are, they didn't identify themselves with themselves. They identified themselves with master. Because when I look at the guy that didn't do anything, the lazy one, he says, I, he, uh, where is it? 24, verse 24. And the one, and the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I, back again, looking at itself, was afraid and went away and, and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. Many times I've read this. Many times I've read this and, 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 and hearing what the master says about him being evil. I always looked at him like, okay, said he was evil. But recently I looked at it and I'm like, that's why he was evil. For the fact that he was hoping that the, that the master wouldn't even return. So he could keep it. But his whole mind was focused on himself. Yeah. I was scared. I knew you to be. It was like when we're looking at ourselves so hard, we can't see the character of God properly. Mm. I mean, because in this in this guy's case, mm. he's saying, I know that you were a hard man reaping where you did not sow. And I'm looking at this in comparison to the response of the other ones. The other men, they're not even stunned at it. They, they're like, we ain't got time to be trying to dissect you to try and find a flaw in you. You gave it to right. me, and, I, and it's all about yeah. you. But this guy, he's trying to dissect. Mm. He's trying to sit back and dissect a certain character flaw. And that, that, that unfortunately, is common amongst men, unsaved men, to try and find a flaw with God. We're trying to find some error with the Lord in order to carry on our, our agenda. And that's mainly because we're so focused, we're looking at our own selves in the mirror that we feel like, well, since I ain't perfect, he can't be perfect. Mm. And it's just, the, the, the thing that also got me is the master's response. Because the um, yesterday, we were talking about entering God's rest, entering into your destiny. And if, it, like when reading this, that's what came to mind. Because um, 
with verse 21, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. Mm -hmm. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And in verse 23, yes. the same thing is said. Mm -hmm. Enter into the joy of your master. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, yeah, that's 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 rest. That's entering into God's rest. That's the key. The key to enter into God's rest is being him at the center, literally, every single aspect of life. Him just being kingdom-minded, kingdom-focused, on his agenda. The fruit of it is we enter into his rest. Enjoying the show? We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply share the show with a friend, that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. He gives us more to be responsible for. Because that was another thing, like I always see, I always read it in the later part of the chapter um, in this part when he tells the, the, the foul slave, basically, um, basically get away from me. <laughs> but, but then mm -hmm. he tells, where is it at? Because, yeah, so in verse 28, he comes out and says, therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. And I was thinking that that's, that's so important because God, I see it. God is an investor. He invests. And that's what an investor would do. It's not like I have any shame on the one that had two. But since this guy wasted so much time and only gave him one in order to get back what should have been lost. Right. What, what, I'm sorry, what should have never been lost. I got to give it to the one that did the most. So I'm going to give it to the one that five. Yeah, got the highest return, the one that got the highest. Yeah, return, I'm gonna put, we'll it put it there, and that's what that's how I'm that's good. I'm like, why is it that in our society and in, in universal church, everybody's okay with just being saved? And God, what I'm getting from here, God is saying, Ooh. I'm not saving you just to save you, I'm saved. That's the start of an investment plan, that's what that is. I'm trying to get you to see I'm I'm trying to invest in you beyond, 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 abundantly. And that and that's yeah. what was standing out yeah. to me when I was reading this. I, and I never paid, I never seen it this way until now. <laughs> never seen it this way until now. And I was like, man, as many times I've read this, I thought I understood it. But now I'm looking at it like, yeah, yeah I wasn't scratching on anything until now. Because that's how, like now, that's how I'm looking. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, the Lord, He is, He is investing. He is expecting a return. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things it's like it helps you look at what the resources you have in your life. Like, because time is a resource. Mm. Time is a resource, and God is like, mm. yeah, I'm giving you time. I'm gonna give you skills. I'm gonna give you all of this, 
But mm-hmm. all that I'm giving you, I expect a return in that investment. And it's not a selfish thing. Right. It's not it's not a bad thing that God is like that at all. Because God is also saying, mm-hmm. I will help you right. in my investment plan. Exactly. You yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, so it's like, don't, what I'm seeing is like, what I'm seeing when I'm, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, yeah, it's so important not to be complacent because God has called us for so much more. Yeah. And it made me question like, yeah, am I, am I, am I utilizing what I had? Like I've been saved ever since I was a kid. Do I act like it? It ain't about, do I act like it compared to mm. everybody else? No, no, no. Do I act like it based upon what God has given me? Because it's a resource. I got how many Bibles? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I got how many other books there that break down a certain mm-hmm. part of Scripture? Uh, do that's Those are resources. Now, does my life exemplify that mm. from the point of it expounding exponentially for the kingdom? And that's what, that's what I'm looking at. Because I'm like, God gave it. God gave it for a reason, for his reason, for his purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about his purpose and his glory. You you mentioned two very, very powerful things that are, that are really standing out to me right now. The first was um, about the wicked and lazy servant. The fact that he said he was afraid, mm-hmm. I, I didn't pick up on that before, and and I'm 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 saying that because all of them knew what type of person the master was. I don't think he's going to uh, 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 this master is going to give these talents to random yeah. people. Just picking them out of crowd. Nah, he knew them. Mm-hmm. They knew him. They knew what type of person he was. They knew his nature. All everything that this this uh, the the lazy one said, I believe they all knew. All three of them knew that. It, what did he say? He says, um, "I knew you were to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered." Yeah. That's in twenty four. And he said he was afraid, but I believe all of them knew this. It's just that this one. Because he was so self-centered, he reacted to that mm-hmm. fear instead of, as you said, and, and as pointed out in the first parable about the virgins, his focus wasn't on the master. His focus was, I mean, anywhere other than the master, even if it wasn't focused on himself. Any having focus anywhere but the master is a problem. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a problem for you. And we know that we haven't been given a, given a spirit of fear. So when it says here, I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. It just, I'm like, man, it, this entire chapter is about yeah. being faithful. Yes. Yeah. And and when he says I was a I was afraid, I'm like, man, just like you was talking about um 
Joshua on Friday. Mm-hmm. Joshua, I mean, that's what the Deuteronomy and Josh, that's what it says. Be of good courage. Do not be afraid and be strong. That is because he because he's given them these warnings to be courageous, strong, and do not fear because he, he knows there are things that are going to come up against them that are going to challenge those. Yeah. It's going to make you feel um, like a coward. It's going to make you feel weak. It's going to make you feel afraid. That's why God has given us this warning. So when this servant says, I was afraid, that's, mm, that's standing out to me. The second thing you said that is really hitting home for me is enter into the joy of your Lord. Mm-hmm. This is really standing out to me because we see the formula here. You know how my brain works. Very, very yeah. logical. Yeah. How how do we get, you know, how do we get into the to enter into the joy of the Lord? It's by being productive. Mm-hmm. It's by being faithful with what we have, what He's given us. So in um, in Tony Evans Study Bible, he breaks it down like this: God has given us time, talents, and treasures. Mm-hmm. Right. He's given us time. Time is the contextual container uh, to carry out kingdom opportunities. Okay, so our faith is above time, but our actions are in time. Mm-hmm. He's given us talents. Talents are the abilities and skills to be developed and used for kingdom purposes. And then he's given us treasures. This is basically our finances to be used for kingdom advancement. And so when I read through that, I asked myself the question, just similar to what you said, am I going to be faithful with God has given me and where he has placed me? Because your location is being faithful in your location is just as important as being faithful with the talents and gifts that he's given. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could have, I, I think that, you know, at times I'm like that, right? I like, I, I understand God has given me these talents and abilities, but I may be at war with my location, mm-hmm. with my place. Mm-hmm. And, and, I don't think that can work that way. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be unity in my faithfulness. I can't be at war with my location and at peace and faithful trying to be productive with my talents and abilities. Like that's a contradiction. And so if, if, if we look at these servants, while the one said he was afraid, he was he was clearly self-centered, but he he didn't he wasn't at peace with the talent that was given mm-hmm. to him in, in terms of his ability to develop. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
I didn't look at it from that way, but I, I see it. I see it that way now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Like he 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 was at war with his ability to develop develop that talent into something else. Maybe he was also at war with hmm. his location. Oh, I can't I can't do it because I'm not in the right place. I can't d- develop these towns because I don't have this. Or you know what comes to mind? Because fear... what that verse you brought up before yeah. in Corinthians. If God gave you the, this this area to rule in, then we should have that confidence that yes. we can do it. So, you know, if you gave me that talent, he's like, I, I, I trust that you know what yes. to do with it. Yes. I think I believe that is Second Corinthians ten thirteen. I think. Let me check real quick. Uh, 10. Yes. Yes. Ten thirteen. We, however, will not be else beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us, a sphere which especially includes you. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Spirit working right yeah, here. Boy. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's when as you were talking, that just boom, just popped off in my head. I'm like, that's that's what because I never, I never paid attention. I never saw it from that perspective that he just had that lack of confidence in himself because he wasn't looking. He was too busy looking at himself to see what his master was able to see. Mm. Mm. We can see ourselves the right way when we're focused on God the right way. When we so focus on him, we can start to see ourselves the way he sees us. Mm. Oh, oh man. How many times do we look at ourselves? So say it again, it was breaking up on my inadequate. How many times do we look at us our ability to do stuff within our yeah. own strength? Mm. And with Master, help him. Been out here, right? But what, no, no, say it again, because my my end on my end it, it, it uh, blacked out. Then if he had focused on the master, mm-hmm. actually helped him. Mm. What's to say that, um. He he. When the when before the master left, he, um, sir, because he only had one talent, just one, and the master <laughs> knew him. He didn't give him more talents than he knew he could deal with. He didn't he didn't give a a a, a servant that had the capacity to only deal with one. He didn't give him five talents. That master knew if he gave him five talents, he would have lost it all. He gave him one talent because he knew he could handle one talent. Just like God gives us, again, he gives us talents in line with our capacity to manage and develop those talents. Yeah. But this this one didn't have confidence. But what, what if before the master had left and left him with them talent, what if he had just asked? Lord, I have no idea how to deal with these talents. I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do with it. Can you help me? 
I think he probably would have helped him. Just knowing what his just knowing that one, the master is supposed to be an example of Christ. But then what part that stands out to me with that reason why I also feel that way because his response to the other two enter yes. into the joy of your master rest. That's it. Yeah, I'm sharing what I got is now yours now. Oh man. And 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 think about this, Evan. Like you said, because that investor part, that's important. Why would you think why wouldn't the master help him? Yeah. If he know if he helped him, that's that's you know securing my investment. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure I get something return, some type of return on this. Yeah. So, so if if he had just asked them, and isn't that a pattern we see in the Bible, where they get away from? First of all, their eyes come off the master, and then they don't go back. Mm-hmm. They don't go back and ask. They don't go back and repent. They don't go back and just lay themselves at the mercy of the father. Help me. Yeah. There were some kings that we just got, but we just finished up reading them in, um, in, in, in Chronicles <laughs> and, in, and in first and second kings that just literally did not ask. They started off that way, but didn't finish off that way. And it's like the answer a lot of times I mean, God, we serve a Lord that's, that, that, that is willing. That's the key. He is willing. Mm. Yes. You don't have to fight with him. That's the thing. Like, I can sit back and just think in my own life when I asked him something that I seem confused on, or even even right now. It's like I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm used to his character now that when I ask for something, like, I'm looking for direction now with, from him. And I'm like, yeah, he's going to give me the answer. That's right. I'm not even gonna give an answer. It's not like I gotta sit back and beg and plead and, and fight with him to get it. He's like, no, nah, I'm gonna give you the answer. I'm I, I invested in you, <laughs> so of course I'm gonna give you the answer. I'm, and this goes back to what we were covering before. God's character is so massive mm-hmm. that we just can't. It's it's hard to really grab a hold to it because God is always merciful. He's always full of love. He's always compassionate. And in this case, we can add on investor. <laughs> yes. He's not a yes. selfish investor. He's like, I, I invested in you, but I also love you. Yes. So I'm willing beyond measure to, to help you with what I invested in you. Man, so think about this, man. The, the, the fact that God created us for his glory. Mm-hmm. If you look at that from an investment standpoint the his only response is going to be to help that investment fulfill its goal it was Mm -hmm. we are created for his glory yeah everything that god is going to do is to make that happen now one could say well what about judgment But that, yeah. that's the end. That's, that's the, end. the end of the story. Right? We, we, he's given us time to develop those talents and make 
fulfill what we were created for. I love that investment analogy because it's so true. And you know, my you know, my financial background, I'm like, yes, I wish I could create something. And then, you know, well, that's basically how businesses work. You create the business to do whatever mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. You know, and, and most businesses are created to create a profit. So all of your activities are going to be designed around creating profit. Yeah. And so it's the same way with God. We were created for his glory. So all of God's activities are going to be designed to ensure that we give him glory. Mm-hmm. And, the, the, and the I think this comes back yeah. No, I was going to say the problem is us, right? We, we, we think we're created for something different. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I was just going to say the, the, the investment comes from me talking to my wife and her bringing that up the other day. Because I think if we would never, me and her would have never had that conversation. <laughs> I wonder if I probably would have gotten it yeah. from, from reading it. But I think that's, it's, it's interesting how God, I feel like God just factored that in. He's like, yeah, I'm yeah. allowed you had this conversation with your wife. And then when you read this right here later on, it, it, it'll click. <laughs> bring it alive. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Think about that. I mean, that is God making sure that he gets the glory again, right? Like, I'm going to give you this conversation. So when you read my word, that word becomes alive to you. Mm-hmm. And you then turn around and give me the glory. Yep. Mm-hmm. God is so awesome. Awesome. And this is it's just his character. It's just his character. And that leads us to the the, the 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 following part about what you alluded to earlier, his judgment. And it's just like what popped in my mind with this was what we just finished reading in our normal in our regular readings with Isaiah, Isaiah 61. Eight, mm-hmm. um, verse eight. For I, the Lord, love judgment. Mm. I mean, this is not for the faint of heart. I think this whole chapter, really, these last chapters that we've been reading, is not for the faint of heart because God, Jesus, is talking about some things that the universal church shies away from because a lot of people. I mean, God's word cuts; it goes yeah. against yeah. what we're comfortable with. But once again, God is like, I am investing in you. It ain't about comfort for right now. I, I, I'm i setting up a place for you. I'm setting up a place for you to be comfortable beyond measure. But for right now, I got to get you ready to receive it. And mm-hmm. I feel like this part here, we talk about judgment. Like I went and looked at uh, commentary on this um, with, um, with, with um, John MacArthur's mm-hmm. um, study Bible. And because at first I was like, okay, it looks like it's talking about, because it's talking about judgment with the other, other nations. So I was like, okay, I'm aware of the white throne judgment, which takes place after the millennium, which all unbelievers show up on. And then I'm aware of the one where we pop, when we go to them, and that's um, when we get raptured up, and that's for the rewards. So when I was yeah. reading the, com- the commentary, it was saying that this one is the actual judgment that takes place during the millennium for the people that's actually alive mm. to separate them. I was like, interesting. Because I was, when I was reading, I was like, well, where is it? it says, so um, 
all, verse 32, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another as shepherd, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep mm -hmm. on his right and the goats on his left. And so as I was thinking, I was like, well, we, since we don't show up, the unrighteous aren't at the judgment that we show up to. So I was like, well, but in, when reading it, I was like, it seemed like they both are there. The righteous and the unrighteous are there. And that's when I was like, when I read, read the, the, uh, the commentary, I was like, oh, that makes sense for it to be the one with the ones that are alive. Because they're going to be some still, even though Jesus is, is ruling, they're still going to buck on them. They're still going to want to rebel. And then there's going to be the ones that are still going to take them serious. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then at the same time, I'm like, this should be this should be something in the front of every Christian's mind is that we have mm -hmm. we are going to the inevitable thing is going to happen, not just the inevitable thing that we may die. The inevitable thing of we are going to stand before Christ and have to give an account to everything that we did. And at that point, I can't say I was raised right. <laughs> That's why I didn't do X Y Z. It just doesn't matter because God is like, well, I was there. You could have going back to what we just said. You could have asked me, and I would have willingly showed you the right thing to do in this situation. And I feel like that's why it's so important to keep first things first. And one of them just remembering what I'm doing, I'm going to have to answer to no one else but the king. And if what I'm doing is not giving him glory, it really doesn't matter at that point. And then the other, like, it's, it, that stands out to me there because it's like, man, you separating the sheep from the goats. Clear difference between the two. But then what got me was also the response. The righteous are totally oblivious to what they were doing as being a benefit to the kingdom, even though they were focused on the kingdom. Because they say in verse 35, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did you, when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, surely I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. And that's the thing. It's a heart issue. Our heart should be so focused on God that we don't really notice what, how, basically, we don't really pay attention to the fact that how it influences somebody. It's like we have good intention. We're intentional in what we're doing. But we're more so focused on God that the byproduct of that of it is that it, it just spills over, so, so to speak. It's like, man, I didn't notice that. Like, for them to say, when, when did we ever do it? And it's mainly like, well, we were focused on you the whole time. We were just doing that because, you know, that's, that's just a part of me just doing that. It was a part of me just helping out that way. And God is like, that's a part that you did it. You didn't. What you did helped expand my glory. Yes. Mm. 
That's so good. I like I didn't um I didn't really notice that right there where you're so because you know I am I understand this chapter is about being faithful and um keeping our eyes on the master. But we should be so focused on the master that we don't notice these things. And it, it's saying it right here. And I didn't notice that. What I did notice about this is that um, I, I, I recognize those actions. Those are, are faith actions, right? Um, feeding the hungry. Um, giving, you know, giving some, just helping people in need. Yeah. You know, taking a stranger in or clothing somebody or visiting the sick, you know, or and the imprisoned. Those are faith actions. And I also, um, I also jumped on that uh, separation of the sheep from the goats because, and I wrote down the question, are we going to be separated as sheep because we listened to the spirit and was led by the good shepherd? Mm -hmm. goats because we refuse to listen hold on to our own thoughts and ways and and i and i recognize what you're saying though like goats aren't like because at at first i was like well you know the goats do get separated and they're you know ultimately done away with but i also feel like um Because the, the Tony Evans study Bible talked about there's a Jews and Gentiles separation in there as well, right? Like mm-hmm. the um, like you mentioned about the, the the white throne, the judgment, and all that stuff. And so I didn't quite understand that, but um, I do understand when I see sheep, and I do yeah. understand that Jesus is the good shepherd, right? From John 10, and I want to be counted as a sheep because I'm following the good shepherd. I know his voice. I am aware of his spirit leading me and feeding me and taking care of me. And, and that, that really jumped out at me, but what you saying about it is such a great point that if we're so preoccupied with, focusing on the master and the, and these faithful actions we don't recognize the connection right we, we're, we're just so immersed in um, doing for the master we don't see ourselves and we don't see that we're actually we don't necessarily see the the, the connection between you know the master and what we're doing mm-hmm that's such a that's so, that's so good, and I really didn't, I really didn't, um, I didn't get that at first, but now it's clear. That's why I love actions. That's why I love when we do these because it's like God to show you something mm-hmm. that I did not see, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and vice versa, right? And vice versa, and, I, and that's why I feel like it's it's so important to be for. Fellowship is so important. Like God made us to be fellowship, to to fellowship with one another. Mm-hmm. Like 
can't walk this Christian walk by yourself. It's just like yes. what they did to John, uh, the revelations, when they put him on that island by himself, mm-hmm. that's a horrible thing to do. A horrible thing to do because as a Christian, you can't you can't do this by yourself. You need others. That's right. You need that's you need right. to be able to deposit in others, you need others to deposit back in you. you're hearing we'd love to hear how walking with jesus is helping you keep listening to hear how you can leave us a message that we may use on the show also don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode now back to the show Because I feel like oftentimes God speaks to me through you when when we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, and and He speaks to me through you, you know, through our devotions, through the podcast. I mean, it, it's 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 amazing how that works. But I have leaned into it, right? So I listen intently mm-hmm. when you're talking because, you know, I I understand that you've submitted your heart to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. You're su- a submitted man. To the authority of God, and so, just like we said, if if he's if God is truly the great investor, why wouldn't he plug into you some words that will get me going to get him the glory? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah, and it's you know, it's just. It just really makes these readings um, just so much more powerful when we understand what Jesus is really. We we take his nature and plug it into these things. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, with the universal church, and when we're not talking about his nature and what God really expects from us, and his standards, if you don't plug it into the word, the word is, is it can be one dimensional. I just remember mm-hmm. reading King James Version. It's just so dry. I mean, other than the, the fantastic stories in the Bible. But when you when you read through this parable and you don't know the true nature of God. It won't just, click. Just, it, it, yeah, it's just a story of. I mean, the, the fact that it has the word talents, you can use it and make it more relevant to someone using their skills and abilities to um, advance the kingdom. But there's another parable where it doesn't say talents, it says denarii. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember seeing a version that says uh, Demas or something like that. So I, th- that's just kind of, if you don't know what God is truly trying to do or or the fact that or if you don't understand that God knows us perfectly, he knows his will perfectly, and he fits them perfectly together. Like, if you don't know that, this is just a story. And it's yeah. just one dimensional. But by understanding God and his nature, 
of what he's really accomplished, trying to accomplish, understanding his redemption plan that he laid out in Isaiah. It gives all of these parables and words of Jesus so much more texture. Yeah. And so much yeah. more things to kind of grab onto, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's cool. so true because you can't just I, this isn't like any other book. Amen. Like any other book, you can read it, but you never get an opportunity to meet the author. And even mm-hmm. if you do, it's just for a book signing, but you never get an opportunity to have an actual conversation. Like, what were you going through when you wrote this? But with yeah. the Bible, you can ask God and he'll give you the answer. Mm-hmm. He'll give you the answer. And it's just amazing how he responds. And, and I'm just looking at, like, for example, in this chapter, you have to know something of his character in order to understand this. Or it can be taken very offensive. Yeah. Like, why would he turn around? There was this, it goes him doing him agreeing to what the master did with, with the three slaves with the talents. The council culture that we have today will cancel that right on that. Like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that, that yeah. goes, that's not love. That's not loving, you know, mm-hmm. but in mm-hmm. fact, that is loving. That is, that is loving, and at the same time, it doesn't go against God's character. Right. It's right. like the last verse here, when he's and going and speaking about um, the unrighteous in verse 46, these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. That can be taken very, people get offended by that. Mm. People get offended by it because they, it's like, well, you mean to tell me that if I don't accept Christ, that there's no other way? Like, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no other way. Like there, there is no other way. He's the only one who made it. So why wouldn't there be another way? But it can be taken very offensive. But by knowing his character, it's easy to accept what he's saying. It's, it's, it's relational. It's right. easy to accept, okay, this right here is true. I can understand that. I mean, if I do something foolish in this life, I can expect a consequence to come from it. You know, if I do something, with, I mean, you see it all the time. And every time we turn on the news, somebody does something foolish. Yeah, there's gonna be a, it's gonna be a consequence. I seen um, so yesterday, my coworker sent through a thing on Teams of an article. I thought I thought he actually had it. I thought it was probably his claim. Something about a um, over in there's a Walmart, not Walmart, of McDonald's off of Baltimore Avenue in Laurel, where the guy had. I guess the girl and the guy were fighting. She gets out of the car, and then she, he, he leaves. He comes mm-hmm. back, speeding through the parking lot, and hits her head mm-hmm. on. While she's mm-hmm. standing up, talk, trying. I guess she's asking for help for the person that's in drive-through, and um, that's in the truck. And mm-hmm. he hits her, hits the dude's truck, gets out of the truck. I mean, gets out of the car, picks her up off of the ground because she's like gone and puts her back in the car and takes off. I'm like, okay, if you do something like that, and th- what he did, you can't expect to go home and eat some cornflakes afterwards. Right. <laughs> it's like there ain't nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah, there's going to be a consequence based upon what we know about our society. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the same intellectual thought that comes in, in contrast with that 
is used with God, you don't have no problem with it then. It's like, okay, so if I know if I'm making, if I'm, if I'm out here building up my kingdom mm-hmm. with God's resources, I can expect eternal punishment because I'm dealing with an eternal God. Yeah. I offended him eternally. I didn't just do a small offense. I did a major offense for what I yeah. for what I did. Yeah. So I can expect this. But that goes with knowing his character. Like what you just said, just mm-hmm. when reading this, it just seems dull if you're not if you're not if there's if there's no relationship with Christ. But if there's a relationship with Christ, light bulbs go off. Right, 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 right. And you just brought up something very interesting as well. I think that will add another level level of um, relevancy and maybe another level of accountability too. These parables, um, they highlight a kingdom attitude or, or kingdom mentality and like how important it is to focus on eternity mm-hmm. and not just day to day. Yeah, 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 it's so true. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think about the parable of the virgins, like there's some, it's, I think it does say it, and it says some time goes past. Oh no, is that the, it said in the yeah, parable of the virgins. Yeah, some time goes past. Right. Yeah, verse 19, now after a long time. The master right, right. of slaves came. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking for something similar in the first parable, but I think it says, but while, yeah, so it says in, in verse five, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And so it, 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 those are very subtle, like that verse. And then, like you said, in verse 19, um, after a long, uh, yeah, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Like it's a it's a very almost you know nondescript verse, but we know that every verse, everything that comes out of God's mouth has a purpose, and mm-hmm. these two talk about the fact that you know there's He's given us time, right? But we also need to consider eternity. He's given us yeah. time on this earth to do kingdom things and advance the kingdom but he's we also need to consider eternity and when we consider eternity it goes back to what you just talked about like we can't expect to do dirt on earth in the time that we're given and not have an eternal ramification there's going to be a consequence eternally for everything that we do there's going to, we're going to have to be accountable to every word we said, every action that we've taken. And that's going to have, it's going to play out in eternity. Yeah. And, and we need to be cognizant of that. Like, we, we can't discount that because it, it, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, our soul is in the balance. Like, you know, where, where our soul is going to end up is yeah. important. Very important. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that has to be in the front of our minds. Like we're gonna have to stand before him and give an account. Yeah. And that could either be a very bad day or a very good day, depending <laughs> on what seeds we plant now. Mm. 
<laughs> and so, you know, just just to kind of put a bow on that, like if if we want to really be um sure that our soul is going the right going the right way, it it we have to be faithful. Yeah. With the talents God has given us, faithful with the time he's given us, faithful in the location that he's placed us in. Um, you know, be productive, uh, be, being wise, not being foolish, um, being prepared. All of the things that these parables highlight is ways for us to give God the glory in the time that he's given us, but also ensure that our soul is um, going in the right place for eternity. Yeah. It's awesome. This is so good. Yes. I'm going to wrap us up with a wrap us up with prayer. Because okay, you know if we ask, he'll give it to us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Walking with Jesus podcast, the show that brings you a new way to experience Jesus with your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Now back to the show and the closing prayer. Dear great God, we just come to you thankful, thankful for another day, thankful for another opportunity to be able to to be with you and thank you for your word. This we're seeing as being very important to you for you grafted example after example on the importance of living with great expectation. The expectation that you're coming back, living right, making, making sure the decisions that we're making now, having an understanding that they play a part in you. Yes, we're, we're, we're planting seeds. So we're praying, Lord, we plant, we continue to plant the right seeds to God. But we want to pray, Lord, right now for those that are confused. They don't know where they're going. They don't know if they, they will be spending eternity with you or in, in the lake of fire. We're praying, dear God, that you may meet them where they're at. Remove the confusion, dear God. Bless for them to see that what you've given them already that you're willing to work with them right now. And we thank you, dear God, because you've done that in our lives. We are where we're at because you met us where we're at and continue to grow us, continue to invest in us. And we're praying, dear Lord, that we, as your, as your children, can be great stewards to what you've given us through the time, the resources, the intellect that you've given us. We're in our right mind. We're praying, dear God, that we can glorify you the way you want to be glorified. Yes. I thank you for Brother Malcolm. I thank you, dear God, for again his discipline and, and, and getting into your word, being devoted to you, dear Lord, being responsible for what you've given him. I pray, Lord, that you continue to bless him abundantly, bless that his cup overflows, dear Lord, and that he impacts the community, continue to impact the community, dear Lord. And we're praying, dear Lord, that you continue to put a hedge around him and his family, dear God. Just want to thank you so, so much for, for everything of what you're doing right now. When we look around at what's going on in our nation and we see in our households there's calm, thank you. 
because that's only because of you. And, and we pray, Lord, for those that don't have that calm in their household, that you may bless for them to see what you are willing to do so they can have it. Yes, so they can have it. Bless when you have that relationship with you so they can have that peace, dear Lord. And we want to give you the honor and the praise that you so rightfully deserve because you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Yes, Lord. Your holy son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Walking with Jesus. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is as good a time as any. I invite you right now to go to Jesus Christ and let him know that you believe he died for you and he rose for you with all power and that you want him alone to be Lord of your life for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of eternal life. If you do that, you'll be saved right now. Get in your word, and while you converse and reason about biblical things, Jesus will walk with you. If you like what you heard and want to comment, you can leave a message for us at anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. We'll pick one to read during an upcoming show. So record your message and send it, send it in now to join in the conversation. Again, that link is anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS feed so you'll never miss a show. Give us a rating and share us with your friends. God bless you, and until next time, keep walking with Jesus. Good prayer. Way to close this us out, good. man. Yeah, this was a good one. This is good. Yes. I mean, each one, I mean, dealing with God is going to be good. It's <laughs> always good. It's always good. It is. It truly is. You have a uh, blessed rest of your day. My wife is calling me, so I don't know what she wants, but I'm going to come running. All right. <laughs> All right, man. You have a blessed day, man. We'll get up on uh, Monday morning. All right. Take care. All right. Okay, brother. Okay. Oh, thank you.